0: Hi, I'm Natalie Sisson. For the last seven years, I've been running my business, The Suitcase Entrepreneur, from all over the world while living out of my suitcase and going on really cool adventures. This year, in 2017, I've decided to fire myself. Yep, that's right. I am quitting. I'm taking a business sabbatical from my own business, and instead, I'm taking you on a quest for freedom. Your freedom. I'm so freaking excited to be doing this. So next up is a bit of a backstory into me so that you understand why I'm going on a quest for freedom. This is actually a short snippet from my TEDx talk last year called The Surprising Truth About Freedom. So this is taken direct from that talk. Listen up. So it's summer of 2015 and I find myself in beautiful Portugal. I've rented an apartment with this amazing view. I'm drinking sangria like it's going out of fashion. I've got good-looking Portuguese men around me, got my little scooter I've nicknamed Blue Steel, and I'm racing around town, working from rooftop bars and cafes and hanging out at beaches. And I realize for the first time in six years, I feel like this is a country that I could call home. My community and my podcast listeners tell me that I sound happy, and I am happy, and I feel free. Strike forward a couple of weeks and I'm speaking to 500 digital nomads at a conference, honoured to speak to them actually and tell them all about creating their own freedom plan and building a community. And I walk off stage and I'm on a real high. And then I get the worst call of my life. It's from my sister back home. She tells me that dad is in hospital and they're not sure that he's going to come out. Now, when you're halfway around the world from the people that you love most, this is a really difficult thing to hear. For the next couple of days, I can't sleep, I can't eat, I can barely function. And then my mum calls me from the hospital bed, crying, and she says, Nat, can you come home? And I'm like, absolutely. So I jump on the first flight out of there, pack up my bag into a suitcase, give back my scooter, and go on the longest 36-hour journey back to New Zealand. When I get there jet-lagged, sleep-deprived, I go straight to the hospital, now, Mum warns me that he might not be able to recognise me. <coughs> Fortunately, he did. But the next five months were the hardest roller coaster ride and a different kind of roller coaster that I had never experienced emotionally. He relapsed twice more, and on the third visit to hospital, he never came out. Now, that day, on December 1st of last year, I lost not only an amazing father, but I lost my best friend, who I adored, And I had two very important life realizations in that moment. One is that my definition of freedom had found new meaning. It wasn't what I wanted to do, when I wanted where I wanted Now it was the ability to drop everything in the moment, to come halfway around the world, to be with the most important people in my life who I loved. And I am so fortunate and grateful that I had built a freedom business that allowed me to do this. Had I still been in my 9 to 5 or in my non-freedom-related business that I felt trapped in, I probably wouldn't have been able to afford the flight, let alone take more than two weeks off, really. And I would have been pulled between working on that and being with my family. And the second point that I want to make is that your definition of freedom is completely unique to you. Whether you want to wake up in a yurt in a forest, whether you want to sail around the world, whether you want to take six months off around the world with your family to live and work anywhere, Perhaps freedom to you means the right to vote, the right to education. Perhaps it means the right to be single or married, to have a beautiful home, or to have no home at all. Heck, it might even mean that you want to be the world's fastest flat tire changer, which is a title that I am very happy to give back to you. So once again, it comes down to choice. What do you want your life to look like? What is your freedom plan? First off, let's attempt to better understand freedom, or maybe expose why this is no ordinary quest I'm going on. Over the years, I've asked a lot of people what their definition of personal freedom is, and I'm starting to see a pattern in their answers. So a couple of Friday nights ago, I was hanging out with friends and some new acquaintances, and I decided to put my new Zoom H6 in the middle of of the table where we'd just had dinner. We had some music on in the background. We'd been discussing all sorts of things. And I said, do you mind contributing to my new podcast? And then I posed the question to them. So they had no previous knowledge of what I was gonna ask. I just said, I just want you to let your answers free flow. And it's a group of friends and some new acquaintances. And I just said, what does freedom mean to you? And here's what some of them had to say. To do what you want when you want with who you want whatever, that's the freedom of, you know, deciding when you want to wake up in the morning, deciding what you want to do with the day. I believe that the only thing that we're actually in, in control of is how we react in the moment to whatever the stimulus is. Freedom, when I think of it, for me, it's abundance, but it's conditional on the freedom of others. I'm not free if other people are free. Getting back to the root, I mean, well, or at least the part, like, free, free is something that that's free something that doesn't cost anything. Because it's also a price to pay for too much freedom. Mm-hmm. I feel like I experienced it a few weeks ago, hey, when I was trying to just make a decision, and I was so free in choosing either one that I almost felt a bit paralyzed for the first time, which was an interesting dichotomy. Too, jo- too much choice. Too much freedom, yeah. So you have to have some boundaries and some limits and within which to feel more freedom. So as you can see, I'm really no closer to uncovering a definition for freedom. And perhaps it's undefinable. Perhaps this whole quest is going to be impossible, but I can't wait either way because this is a year like no other. The first question I have for myself is, what the heck is a quest? Here's what the folks that I had on earlier had to say. It's like bigger than yourself. There'll be obstacles, there'll be doubt, there'll be naysayers, there'll be almost insurmountable odds, but your values and what's inside of you pull you forward beyond what you think is possible. Mm. And to achieve your quest will be one of the greatest memories or, or parts of your life. No, but yeah, maybe, maybe that, that element of something bigger than yourself. you got something beyond your, your person alone, but then, then again, maybe not. Maybe it's the quest to be the best. I, I think like the that. quest is a journey which takes you to a place where you are part of the answer. I think a quest is fundamentally a search for meaning of like it's about trying to to wrap meaning around something and find meaning and discover meaning. Is quest the root of question? And yes, is the answer to that question. I actually looked it up on the interwebs to find it's from late middle English, the old French word queste, which is a noun, and it's based on the Latin querere which means ask or seek. By the way, I clearly didn't take French or Latin at school. According to the dictionary, because let's face it, all intrepid people going on a quest would of course refer to a dictionary first, right? A quest is both a noun and a verb. In the noun form, it's described as a long or arduous search for something, which sounds really freaking fun, doesn't it? Long and arduous? Um, no thanks. The verb came up with much better results in my opinion, which was search for something to search, seek, look, hunt, pursue, investigate, explore, probe, and inspect with the example of his eyes quested to the left and right. Now that all sounds much better to me. But if you ever hear me saying my eyes quested to the left and right, I've either lost the plot or I'm exploring a medieval festival that I'm taking you on location to and I'm truly getting into character. According to Wikipedia, a quest serves as a plot device in mythology and fiction, a difficult journey towards a goal, and often symbolic or allegorical. Tales of quests figure prominently in the folklore of every nation and ethnic culture. The moral of a quest tale often centres on the changed character of the hero. So, I guess for the purposes of Natalie Sisson's Quest for Freedom podcast, I'm the hero, which also means I'm the one who has to go through the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am a walking, talking human experiment, so you can just sit back in your armchair at home, or on your drive to the city, or while you're enjoying a relaxing pedicure, and listen to me do all the hard stuff, the grueling, intense, exciting, thrilling, daring, and at times probably mundane things I need to do to achieve this quest for freedom. And I'm okay with that, you know, I'll take it on the chin. Partly because it's my idea, and so I have no excuse to complain. And partly because I kind of like the idea of being the guinea pig. First things first, I feel like you guys need to give me an appropriate mythological made-up hero's name. So do me a favor and humor me, alright, let's make this fun. Head to nataliesisson.com forward slash one, as in the digit one. And if you want to know how to spell my name, it's N-A-T-A-L-I-E-S-I-S-S-O-N. So nataliesisson.com forward slash one. And just leave a comment with your idea for my name. I'm going to choose the best one. And for season one, henceforth, I shall call myself that name and you'll get your name in the credits. I really don't know what I'm setting myself up for here. My favourite definition, because I found it so fitting, was from Vocabulary.com. A quest is all about seeking something important, and it often involves a journey. You would travel the world in a quest for gold. You would not travel to the front of the lunchroom in a quest for tater tots. I love that definition. They go on to say, Knights in the Middle Ages were forever taking on quests, most famously, to find the Holy Grail. In modern times, you can quest without ever leaving home, thanks to the internet. A scientist might embark on a quest to find the cure for cancer. A detective might quest for the truth. It's worthwhile noting here that quest is also a verb that means bark with prolonged noises of dogs. Perhaps this is something I can incorporate into the show? (laughs) Unintentionally, I chose this word because it sounds grandiose, but in a good old down-to-earth way, if that's even possible. And probably because as a kid, I loved Greek mythology and read books like Odysseus or Ulysses, depending on which side you gun for more. Same hero, same quest, different name. Unbeknownst to me, however, is The Quest is one of seven types of story plots you can use when writing or making a movie. According to Liz Boerman over at The Write Practice, as in W-R-I-T-E, The Quest is a search for a place, item or person that requires the hero to leave home in order to find it. Sometimes the item is just a MacGuffin to drive the plot along. I'm going to pause here to explain as I had no idea what a MacGuffin was, but if you're a fan of Raiders of the Lost Ark like I am, it's the thing the hero needs to find on their journey to get to the real important thing. So in this case, the golden monkey head that Harrison Ford finds in the tomb, not the actual Ark. Back to Liz. Other times, the thing driving the quest is specific to the story's circumstances. Either way, the hero is leaving home to find whatever the heck the story demands, and we get to come along for the ride. Well, that sounds fair to me. Are you game to come on this ride with me? You're not going to leave me all alone out here, are you? With this fancy shoe microphone, lonesome, solo, alone. Actually, all those three things mean the same thing, I appreciate. I'm just playing the pity card here. If not, then great. I am so thrilled to show that you're serious, that you're not leaving me alone. If you're not subscribed to my show and you want to follow along on season one, then please head to nataliesisson.com forward slash iTunes, and it will take you straight there and open up in iTunes, which is awesome. If you aren't an Apple fan, no problem. You can do the same by heading to nataliesisson.com forward slash Stitcher. Okay, here's where Liz got me thinking. She went on to describe the characters in a quest, and I realized I'm going to need a crew. You see, a quest is the plot type most likely to have a group of main characters rather than one protagonist in the main eye of the story. Shit! And here I was thinking, this was all about me! (laughs) No, apparently not. According to Liz, I should have 1. A close friend who is loyal to our hero, but doesn't have much else going for him or her. 2. A sidekick who is the polar opposite of the hero, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Three, a generic mass of identity-less bros who don't get names because they're not alive long enough to matter. And four, a balanced party of brains, heart, and strength who support the hero or who count the hero as one of their own. So I guess before the next episode, I, I need to find some of these characters to make this more enticing, right? Okay, I'll be back in the next episode with some characters, and I can't guarantee they'll fit the bill, but heck, this is my quest, so I get to choose them. And it may even be you if you play your cards right. So wherever you're tuning in from around the world, I'm sending you a big virtual hug of thanks and gratitude for tuning into the very first season and episode of Natalie Sisson's (laughs) Quest for Freedom. Damn, I wish I was like Mel Gibson. In Braveheart. He did he did that so much better. Maybe I can I can do that in a later episode. If you want to make my day, please, pretty please, come across to Natalie forward slash one, the digit. And you can read the full show notes of this episode. Plus you can leave a comment to tell me my hero name, or simply say hi Natalie, or add your own definition of what freedom means to you. Go ahead and make sure you literally Search me out on your favorite podcast player. Find me on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iHeartRadio to name a few, and potentially there will be more. Tune in to the next episode where I let an oracle tell me what I can expect in 2017. There's a part of you that doesn't want to know stuff, (laughs) and we've all got that little part. There is a part of you... That is giving permission to you to dive in deeper to explore further. Because you've got this amazing watchdog in the ego. If a wave is crashing, coming towards you, you don't try to get over the top of it or skirt your way around it. <laughs> you've got to dive. You've got to dive into that sucker. And that's the only way you're gonna come out the other side without being thrown on your head and getting sand in places that you don't even want to talk <laughs> about.